So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 310 for August 8th, 2021. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McVean. Hello, here I am. And uh, Connor's not here today, so just us. Just the just the two of us. So Just the two of us. Uh, yeah, where where can we find you, Aurora? Aurora? I, you can go to... Aroa dot website where I've got stuff. Cool. There's stuff there. And you can find me, Nathan Reeton Spruth, everywhere as Reeton. So I'm Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on Twitch, Reeton on YouTube. And you can find this podcast at Reeton Podcast everywhere you can find your podcast. So we're on Spotify, Amazon, uh, iTunes, all that jazz. So uh, what, what games have you played this week, Aroa? I played... Uh, for not very long, but I played some of good old, uh, Red Faction Guerrilla. I saw that. I saw that you posted that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, was it on Snapchat? I think it was Snapchat. Probably Snapchat. Snapchatted that. Yeah. Snap, snap the chat. Uh, yeah. It's the, it's the remastered version that, um, really isn't all that different from the original one uh besides obviously you know modernized uh inputs such as uh fully supporting steam input uh very strange one of the very few games that i've ever seen that uh not only acknowledges uh the steam controller but in fact uh pretends that every controller i connect to the game is a steam controller oh good and uh when when I open the control bindings menu, it will just bring up the Steam input config thing. I tried uh, to li- I tried to like the Steam controller, but it's not very good. It's not good for most things, but um, you know, I liked the effort. Uh, that said, um, if you know, if you've never played Red Faction Guerrilla, you really should. It's one of the one of the most uh, interesting uh, gimmicks I've seen in any video game like ever uh, with the building destruction working rather well. Um, and it's really unfortunate that uh, I believe that is a patented technology and really? therefore will never be... Yeah, yeah. I That's seem to recall that... Uh, that whoever whoever owned it originally it was THQ, right? I, I think. believe so. THQ or Activision, one of the two. It was. I think it was THQ because, uh, yeah, because Deep Silver owns it now. Okay. Um, because uh, it was Red Faction was one of those many properties that got kind of divvied off to the various vultures of the games industry. Uh, whenever THQ folded, but um, yeah, so yeah, it, it the rights to that technology slash engine uh, kind of went with the Red Faction franchise, and not that uh, it was really that great of a loss because they obviously ran out of ideas very quickly um, after Guerrilla was done. Uh, if you ever played Red Faction Armageddon, I think it was called. Uh, uh, no. Red Faction Armageddon was the sequel, and um, it it also had the destruction destruction shit. Uh, but the entire game took place underground in a bunch of like mine shafts and shit, so it really didn't matter. And that was unfortunate because they added a gun that could rebuild the shit that you destroyed, which like completely changed the game. Um, so anyway. Here's hoping that maybe they eventually integrate that technology into a uh, into like Saints Row because it's the same the same company I think owns. So so they patented the tech they they patented it to destroy stuff or the technology behind it. 
the the technology behind uh the like the way that you can destroy things in that game because like the the fact that like you can destroy certain parts of the building and then it like simulates stress on various parts of the structure and depending on the material that those components are made of will determine whether the building collapses like uh if you look at some of the tech uh videos that they did before the original game came out it actually is like mind-blowing how much they they could wring out of the the processing power on the the 360 and ps3 uh when it came to that physics simulation on top of it being a pretty okay uh cover-based third-person shooter um like it it they, they have like heat maps uh that they can render that show like where the stress in a in a building is and like if they had more uh processing power i imagine they could do really cool things so like having a modern version of that where they had the the time and budget to really flesh all that out would probably be really fucking cool but uh you know like i said it's it they're it's kind of sitting in deep silver's pocket right now uh and i would be really surprised considering they haven't announced anything about it and it's been three years since the remastered edition uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if they're going to do anything with it anytime soon yeah yeah did you play anything else um not uh not really um, no world of warcraft well of course there's always there's always world of warcraft uh quite deep into the current raid um we haven't quite finished it yet um obviously only doing it once a week and we've been restarting it every time instead of extending the lockout though next week we are going to be extending the lockout so hopefully we will at least get to sylvanas next week for those who have any fucking idea what i'm talking about um and hopefully i'll get my uh my bow because i am a hunter this cool. time around and uh also we completed hard mode on tazavesh which again you might not know what the hell i'm talking about but basically the um the last couple of expansions this one and the last one uh they've introduced uh mega dungeons which are like m miniature raids but they're only done by five people so like a big dungeon um but they've also introduced a hard mode version of those dungeons uh, which introduces new mechanics, uh, possibly different trash mobs. Um, it, it generally just makes it a much more complicated and difficult affair. And uh, we finished it all in one go. And it was, uh, it was pretty surprising because the one in the last expansion was fucking difficult. Uh, this one was not so bad. So we got a, we got a special mount for that. And it was pretty cool and it was pretty fun. Um, we're also apparently going to be trying out Final Fantasy fourteen, which makes me kind aren't of you already aren't me. you already doing that? Well, I am, but I, I guess me kind of gushing about how much I'm enjoying it has convinced them to try it out again. Okay, um, which I'm I'm happy with. Uh, they uh, are on D Diabolos, I think. Diabolos. So I'm gonna go see if. I don't, I don't know. Diablos. I don't, I don't know. Is it Diablos? I don't it's fucking... Diablos. He kept saying Diabolos, so I didn't know. No, I, I, it's I gotta looked. be, because they're typically based off of things from the games. It's Diablos. Diablos. There's a Diablos. <laughs> oh, there could be a Diablos. It's on, it's on a, a Bahamut? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's Chocobo. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Uh, probably. Probably Diablos. I would imagine. Um, well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be but, getting on there and see well, if I, I can see if there are any even any characters free open on that on that server. I guess there's a new server um, that they launched. That's like a like a extra experience point server. You oh, could... for like newbies or something? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's a new a new server or like a a fast basically a fast progression server. Well, I so. think they they chose Diablos because uh there's this group that we've been doing our raids with. They already have a free company on that server with like a house and shit. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. It is it is a yeah. little weird the way that all that works is you have like your link shells that you can join and you can basically have as many link shells as you want from what I understand. But then you have like your free company. So like your link shells are all for social stuff. And then like your free company is like your guild. Yeah. Um, which link shells are like uh, communities in wow. Yeah. Well, they didn't have communities for when when it first I, yeah came they out, didn't but... have yeah yeah i think like they they added those like right around the time i started playing wow actually yeah um but but yeah and then they have like your grand company which is different well that's the like in universe faction that you're part of yeah yeah it's a it's not a, it's not a group thing it's just oh you're part of this free company and you can get these items basically so yeah, it's it's your faction. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's cool that that they're trying. Do you know what um what data center that's on? I am looking right now. Uh not that it matters, but I my characters were always on the primal da- data center. My current and, character's on primal. Uh mm-hmm. looks like they're on crystal. Ah, I see. So the cool thing is if and I don't know if they're... I thought I heard rumors that they were going to change this in the future, but I have no idea. But basically, uh, any server that's within that particular uh, data center area, um, you can switch to and still group up with your friends and go do things. It's so. really weird and and complicated. There are certain limitations on what you can and can't do when you're in another world, even yeah. if it's in the same data center. Yeah, because uh, you like can't use the auction house, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, there's like a bunch of transactional shit you can't do. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, did you any anything else but just Gorilla, Wow, Final Fantasy? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, nothing else really to talk about. All right, and for me, I played. I actually uh, bought and then refunded Starbase. We talked about that last week, and oh, nice. uh, so I played it and couldn't get through the tutorial because it broke, which is apparently a problem. Uh, and where they're like, <laughs> "Oh, go here and do this." And then uh, they're like, come back and do this. And I was like, okay. And I got all the items. And then they're like, build these. And so I built them. And it didn't trigger the event to... Uh, it, it didn't trigger the event to continue on with the tutorial after I built the items. So I went and I I went with my ship. I scavenged, like did some mining, got the items, came back, built the items that I was supposed to build, it didn't trigger the event to continue on with the story or the tutorial. So I was like, okay. And so they do have a system in where you can go back to a previous section, basically, of the tutorial. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went back, um, basically chose the the previous objective that I had uh, and started from there with a tutorial. So I went back and got my ship, started flying out. Um, remind all of the stuff that I needed to mine to get that uh those things built. Started flying back to the base, and they didn't reset the fuel level. <laughs> so I ran out of fuel about twenty thousand kilometers away from home. Oh, yeah. So I refunded the game. <laughs> I, how do things not get play tested to that point before they're released to the public? I I don't know, and this is it is an early access, so I was just like, you know what? It's been I haven't played the over two hours, so I'm just going to, uh, 
I'm just going to call it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like continue on with this. Maybe later it will get better and I will buy it again. But for now, I, I don't want to do that. Uh, and then, so I'm just looking. I uh, also played some Splitgate, which have you have you heard of Splitgate? Isn't that like the uh, isn't that like Portal, but it's, it's like a, but it's a, an arena shooter. Yeah, and it's really good. I had a lot of fun with it. Not only is it a solid game, because I, I had played it when it first came out, uh, like when it first entered beta like two years ago, and I, I was like, eh, it's all right, whatever. Uh, but it's improved a lot. Uh, I like how you can actually shoot through portals and kill people, which is pretty great. Uh, and I like utilizing the portals to get behind people because apparently people are really dumb. And it's good. And I was not only is the game good, I was actually doing well at the game. I was doing so well at the game at one point that I was like, wait, am I playing against bots? Because I That's should I not be, I, and I, I looked, I was like, no, it, like these aren't bots. Like these are actual people, like with actual levels in the game and everything. They're just really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was okay with that. I was all right with that. Um, but yeah, Splitgate, it's really good. Uh, it had some queue time issues, like more than Final Fantasy fourteen. And what I mean by that is 90 minutes of queue time before you're oh. able to get into the game. Oh, is that because no one's playing it? No. It is because apparently, I don't know what happened, but it shot up in popularity super quickly. And so the their devs just had to put queue, had basically had to put a queue for you to get in. And there were just so many people trying to queue in that it took about that long before you're able to get in, about 90 minutes. And then... Oh, so they, like, don't have enough servers to handle the load. Yeah, basically. So they ended up fixing that. They have shortened queue times and increased server load, but I'm not sure what those queue times are now, if it's, like, half an hour. Uh, but it was it was still fun. I had... Uh, I. Typically, when I stream, uh, if I haven't played a game yet, I will log into the game uh, like two hours beforehand uh, while I'm sitting at my desk. I'll just log in, open up the game, change settings, make sure the volume levels are good. You know, try to make it good for my stream before I actually put it up on the stream. You know, I know you don't know how that goes. Like, actually adjusting things uh but no no i i just i start the stream and then i go fuck it's not working right and then i i stream all of that too you're like all right guys so i'm gonna download this game now <laughs> um but no so i logged in about four or four thirty or something like that and i stream at six and so I didn't know that there was like a 90 minute wait time. So I'm like, oh, there's a queue. That's that's weird. It just keeps flashing, like keep waiting. And uh, I was like, oh, that's that's weird. And so I went and checked on Twitter and I was like, oh, looks like I'm waiting. And uh, when I started my stream, I started playing. I opened up Final Fantasy and just Final Fantasy 11 started playing some Final Fantasy 11 while waiting for it on my stream. Uh, but it loaded up in about 10 minutes after my stream started, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, the, the queue times were pretty atrocious there for a bit. Uh, speaking of which, I did play some Final Fantasy XI, and I went to a place, uh, and some people were like, oh yeah, uh, you should go to this area and kill the uh, Shadow Dragons, and you can get this you know, type of currency... Uh, that you can u utilize later in the game uh, or or for different things that, that you need to do. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I started killing the Shadow Dragons. And they do give you a lot of experience points. Uh, you can get uh, what are called merit points very quickly. 
And, uh, yeah, so I'm doing that. And they never told me that there is a chance that after you kill one of the shadow dragons, a notorious monster will pop out of the shadow dragon and murder you. Oh. So they, they, they forgot to, to mention that little thing because what happened was that I killed a shadow dragon and then I'm like, what is this beast? It's uh, spelled B-E-I-S-T. And uh, then it killed me because it's, a, it's basically a giant shadow dragon. And yeah, they, uh, they're assholes because they never told me about that part of it. Like you just should have been prepared for it. Apparently, apparently, I should have just known that was going to happen. Uh, and then I played some on Thursday. I played uh, Back for Blood and yeah. the, the beta. Did you play that? Did oh, you get I'm into that? Go. I no. Interesting. It's going to be in Game Pass, by the way. Uh, oh. but anyway. So back for blood. Uh, it was good. It was fun. I had I had fun with it. It's you know definitely like Left for Dead, but there are some differences. Like they have a card system in the game where you get cards that you can kind of use to customize your character, and you'll like draw cards at the beginning of your playthrough that'll be like plus ten percent stamina plus you know, 10 health or whatever. And you can utilize those cards for various things. So what I did, uh, I had a card that would turn my melee kills, or I'm sorry, my melee, instead of using like a punch, I would it would uh, act as a melee weapon. So I had a knife that would basically kill the standard zombies in one hit. And then I got another card that gave me Plus two, I, I got two health back for every melee kill that I got. So I was just running around knifing zombies. <laughs> it was great. That's that's a cool way of, of changing things. Yeah. So I thought it was I, I thought it was pretty fun. I didn't get to play with any friends because none of my friends got the got into it. <laughs> uh I did have some friends. I was gonna try to play with some friends on Friday night, but then I ha- I played another game where I got sick, and I uh, I I you ever were you ever have you ever been sick and you didn't know it right away? Like you're like you kind of convince yourself, nah, I'm not sick, and that's uh, kind of what happened to me on Friday. What were you gonna say? I don't I don't really know what you mean. So I'm sitting in my my office slash living room and it's like it's like 68 degrees in my house at that time. Uh, And so I'm like, I'm like sitting out here and I'm like shivering. I'm like, why? Like, why do I feel so cold? Like 68? You know, it's not hot, but it's not like cold. It's not like shivering. And so I was just like, man, what the heck is going on? And so I go and uh, I wait like three or four hours. And I'm like feeling not great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not sick, but let me go check. And so I grab my thermometer and I use the thermometer. And it's like, yeah, your temperature is 101.8. And I was like, ah, yeah, that would do it. Uh <laughs> So, uh, you know, and then I, I also had some body aches and headache and everything. So, uh, I got tested for COVID just to be safe and I do not have COVID. So that's awesome. And, uh, Lambda variant. Yeah. Lambda variant. So, uh, I feel better now. My temperature is broken. I'm at like 97 point whatever degrees for my temperature. Uh, I still have a bit of a headache, but I took drugs to deal with that. And I heard through the grapevine and Discord beeping that Connor is here. 
I am your doctor, and I will be looking over you for these next coming days. You, uh, you cannot give medical advice. Sure, I can. I'm, I'm totally a medical professional with an asterisk. You, you work in a medical field. I know somebody who works in a medical field, and I'm probably not gonna say the name, but this person he works with medical people in the field. Yeah, this person, uh, apparently at the 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 hospitals around here they're going to start requiring that you either get tested once a week or something like that or you get the vaccine and this person was like i'm probably i might i might just quit my job and i was like that's fucking stupid <laughs> that's like, what my dad just, said i was like just get the fucking vaccine they're super effective and they're like well i don't know it's like uh, you know, I've seen so many like side effects and stuff. I'm like, have any of them been oh, dead? Shut up. <clears throat> have any have have two percent of them died? No? Then fuck off. My friend's <laughs> lung collapsed because of COVID. And my yeah, brother's like... no, this would be my step cousin's wife showed a video <laughs> to me where it's like, you see, they're putting chips in your arm and you could read them and it's somebody swiping like a a, a stud finder over their arm or something like that and which is really obviously faked, but the problem with fake news like that is dumb people are believing it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. People, people think that, like, oh, you, you, look, you just do video, they could put a spoon on their arm and it sticks because it's magnetic. And it's, it, it, like, ignoring the fact that, like, if that much magnetic material was in your vaccine, you would just die. So, uh, Connor, very quickly... Uh, where can we find you in games you played? You can find me at a road website. I played Space Station 13. That's a really fun game. I beat Assassin's Creed Rogue. That's a very fun game with a very disappointing ending. 100% of it, though. Well, no. Tried to 100% it. There's one mission that gives you objectives when you start, and then as soon as you load in, you fail those objectives. <laughs> Tried a couple times, shut down the game, restarted it, restarted my whole system. Every time you load the save, it's like... Don't touch the poison, but you spawn in poison. So I well, have a 99% on that game. Maybe you should not touch the poison. Maybe I shouldn't touch the poison. Don't know what I'm thinking. Bullshit. Yeah, don't, don't step in the lava. Or the poison. I played setting up and configuring a 3D printer. I think I got it working now. I got a print going on right now. We'll check in like two and a half hours or something like that. When did you when did you get that? Friday it showed up. You know oh, and you didn't get it set up until now? Uh I set I, I got one print going on Friday night that passed without issues. Um I set that up in my room and quickly decided that that was a, a short term solution, not a long term solution. I have that in the garage right now. And I just Went through the process of re-leveling the Z. I just cleaned the plate. I just wiped off the screen. We'll see how it goes. You know, the great thing about my uh, my 3D printer, my, my resin printer, is, like, I leveled it a couple of times, like, at the beginning. But I haven't leveled it in, like, a month, and it the prints are still coming out fine. I think my issue is that I moved it and now it's oh yeah you know actual Z is no longer actual Z the table's not as straight as maybe the one that's in here or vice versa yeah yeah I also increased the exposure time to 15 seconds for my first couple of layers my base layers and then eight seconds for the rest so it's gonna take longer to print but hopefully that'll keep it solid enough to keep its shape yeah right yeah. now I'm just having bases with goop oh yeah I mean I would look up settings like what other people are using for settings for that particular model yeah that, that's what i did that's why the exposure is higher now it was half it was um four seconds and eight seconds or something like that and people were like yeah that's a little low that's and i think what happened is when people normally get these it comes with a like a translucent see-through green resin i got a solid gray resin and the different types of resins all need different wavelengths for where they're optimized at yeah yeah. So I'm wondering if the default print was expecting that clear stuff instead of the gray that I both got and purchased more of. Yeah, I got some new stuff I have yet to try out. Um, I've got some gray ABS 
like resin. So it's not it's not brittle like most resin is. That's neat. Yeah. So hopefully I'm gonna test that out, but that's gonna require I assume longer exposure times. Just Probably, because almost certainly actually. Yeah. Anyway, uh did you play any other games? I got a Warhammer minute. Oh, I haven't uploaded a new one, so we're going to use uh, this one. That's fine. Did you ever, working at Sony, did you ever um, work with the voice actor for Bubsy? Pro- probably not. I know you worked with one of the developers or something like that, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Rob Paulson just hangs out with me. Fuck if I know, man. Uh, I, I've hung out with the dude who was the original Raiden, and we were just, like, hanging out in the teacher lounge one day. The, um, the, uh, uh, no. The, the answer is no, Rob- but... Rob, Rob Paulson is probably like never not moving and and in a booth. Like, yeah, I don't think that I don't think that dude has stopped working since like he was on Tiny Toons. Like, yeah. All I have to say is it's a shame that I don't know who he is. Then now now here Yakko. Anyway, oh, you okay. you you have heard his voice in probably every piece of media with voice acting that you've ever seen. Yes, I'm sure I. Probably but have and he, just don't he has he, he is like prolific uh, like uh, it is amazing that man's range anyway. i think i think I'm what he was a i think what he was assuming uh what what connor was assuming is that like that it would be a developer yeah just a developer they're like but uh, you can do funny voices right come on yeah. you're get, good get in the booth we need you for the weekend yeah and and that is kind of how they did it so i did work with um uh, one guy, uh, Eric, who worked for the Command and Conquer series, mm-hmm. and in oh, one I of the FMV games, is notorious for that shit. Yeah, and so he's in one of the cutscenes or a couple of the cutscenes because they'd just be like, "Hey, you're free. Come on, we're going to. You're gonna do this," and they would kind of do that. And then uh, he worked. I think he worked for three for three for a while, and. They they needed like lines done for Master Chief, uh, but like they didn't have the Master Chief voice actor having done the lines yet, so they just had him record the lines. And oh, so yeah, yeah, and so for a while when they were playing through the like the developers were playing through the game, it was his voice that they were hearing. That's fun. And um, they. Well, yeah, and they tr- they thought about that, um, and they actually tried to get it done, but because he's not part of the Screen Actor Guild, he couldn't. Um, they they couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Right. So the Warhammer Minute. What we did this week is we started the local crusade, and we got some stuff like from Guild. Uh, I almost said Guild Wars again. From Games Workshop, we got a. Uh, Six holographic objective marker tokens that can be obscured, which is cool for uh, the kill team game that's coming up if you are trying to have hidden objectives. And a D10 and a couple D6, which, you know, whatever. I, I got plenty, but I'll take them. What the start of our Crusade game was, it was Myad Mech versus the Tyranids. We were doing a, like, secure the drop site kind of mission. We were getting reinforcements dropped to us. It was going to be one of three sites in every round after the second round, so third, fourth, and fifth you remove one of the objective markers on the battlefield. So you still get points for them, but there's there's only one true one that's going to end up being it. We had a great game. Uh, I arguably have one of the best shooting in the game right now, so I was pretty good at keeping them off objectives. But Tyranids have really sneaky ways of moving around the battlefield. He had these units that were benefiting from being able to shoot without line of sight. They could shoot over buildings and stuff like that. But uh, if they don't move for the turn, they reroll all one. So that's you know, a 16.6-something percent chance of succeeding. It's a little different than that, but I'm simplifying. The last round, it was either going to be the objective that I had in my deployment, or it was going to be the objective that he had in his deployment. 
uh, it was 55 to uh, 30 or something like that. And the last point was worth 30 points. So it was either I guarantee a victory or he scoops it by five. Uh, by a roll of the dice, he scooped it by five. Which as far as uh, like a tournament style game, I'm actually pretty satisfied with that ending. Got scoop. <laughs> scoop. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you're satisfied with your ending. I lost the I... first game of my Crusade tournament, but it was a really satisfying loss. Well, that's good. I mean, it's long Get like scooped. it it does suck when you when you kind of play a game and you just kind of get dominated. There's like no back and forth. It's not like, oh, I tried hard and did well, but I still lost. Uh, it's, I've had games like that too. Yeah, it's I tried hard and sucked really badly, and I died. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's nice that you had a satisfying ending there. Uh, we're gonna move on to stories because somehow we've wasted thirty five minutes talking about video games. Uh, which, you know, I guess this is a video game podcast. But next, we're going to talk about Google+. Plus. Does anybody remember Google+. Plus? I remember Google+. Oh, I remember it fucking up YouTube. Yeah. Did it fuck up YouTube? We're going to delete your yeah. YouTube accounts and turn them into Google+, Plus accounts so that we can optimize our uh, social network implementations. And Basically. It basically yeah. removed any anonymity through YouTube comments. Which... Yeah. You know, it's probably a good thing overall, but they, they went about it in a really fuck-ass way. Yeah. Well, it also, like, it, it kind of fucked up some people's, like, AdSense accounts and shit. Like, yeah. it had a lot of really far-reaching implications, and then uh, then they just dropped the whole platform. And so, like, you still had a bunch of weird shells of YouTube accounts that have Google Plus identifiers that, like, don't... It doesn't make any sense, uh... One of mine was like that for for a while, actually. Yeah, I uh, I never had any issues with that because I didn't have any AdSense at the time. I actually had a little bit of an issue in college when this happened because Why? my YouTube account got crossed over to my Google Plus account, which I had made when I was like fourteen, and had a photo of me when I was like fourteen on it. And then I never really thought about it. And then we were in the middle of a project, and the guy's like, I, I don't know, understand what you're talking about. I emailed you all this stuff. And uh, when, what, it, what it ended up being was he saw my account and he saw my photo on it. It was like, great, that must be the account this guy uses. And I hadn't checked that uh -huh. account in like 14 years. So, you know, a fifth of our final project or something like that. When when I'm insisting I haven't received nothing, we're going through the logs and up, oh, yep. Some, some assumptions were made and some problems are caused because of it. Why would you email... Oh, the, well, this this guy no, was not no, no. a not a good developer. Right, right, but but I'm going. I'm gonna. My question is, why would you email to a personal account for a school project? You should all use your school emails. I'm not even disagreeing with you. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm just like, why would you at that point like? Like, first off, not ask you for the yeah, your why email. Why don't you be like, hey, what email should I send this to? That is the most correct answer. <laughs> yeah. It is. Why would, why would you stalk your classmate and go, ah, oh, yeah, you must use this account? <laughs> like, Or like... I had multiple issues with the guy. That was just one I of the ones that's relevant <laughs> for this. Yeah. An another one I've done is like create like like we have a calendar for clinton's core classics um right. and if and if any of us need to take the time off we can delete an event in that calendar or if somebody wants to uh when they leave they can delete all the events in the calendar it's not a perfect system uh you like be like you call you like you need somebody's phone number and so then you call their their cell provider and you go, uh, yeah, can you can you just text that to me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, what number do you have on my account, by the way? Okay, thanks. And then you hang up, and then you're like, yeah, I got your number. I got it from T-Mobile. <laughs> That's like, silly. So anyway, uh, Google Plus exposed. The, the reason it shut down 
uh, was not because, well, it was partially because it was uh, an unmitigated failure. Uh, but it also uh, exposed like 52 million users' data in 2018 and then got sued for it. And I believe that's when they shut down, right? Like they, they exposed the data and they're like, you know, we could fix this. Yeah, it's, it says right here. It says, um, Google was forced to acknowledge the data leak and the company admitted that the private data of 500,000 accounts uh, actually wasn't private since nobody worked on Google Plus anymore. Uh, Google's fix for the bug was to close it entirely. Then the lawsuit started. Um, there was there, there was another thing that was going on at the same time. Uh, I, oh, it was um, fucking the GDPR. G, is that it? GDPR. Yeah, the UK, the 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 UK thing, right? Like the or European well, Union. E, yeah, the EU's uh, data privacy law uh, was taking effect, and yeah, I think it was a combination of there being this massive privacy hole. And them going, we have to do that, and we have to somehow make it compliant with GDPR, and it's just not worth it. Yeah, and four people still use Google Plus. I, yeah, I, like I think that was that was the the deciding factor. Was like it's going to take a whole lot of effort to do all this shit, and no one fucking uses the platform. <laughs> yeah. So the good thing is, uh, there were some lawsuits filed over this, and Google has lost those lawsuits, and so. You get a whop, or I don't know who you are, but people can get a whopping two dollars and fifteen cents for exposing your data. Two dollars and fifteen. Yeah, two dollars and fifteen cents. Uh, oh, I mean, if well. I could sell the data of fifty-two million people for uh, two dollars and fifteen cents a piece, that'd be pretty good, right? But it, I think it, they won. It says here the case was settled uh, in June 2020 with Google agreeing to pay out $7.5 million after losing about half that money to legal and administrative fees with about 1,720,000 people filing out the, uh, out the right forms uh, by the October 2020 deadline. The payout per person was a whopping $2.15. So, seven point five million got cut into about four million dollars, and then one point seven million people uh, filed to get the money, and so it ends up being about two dollars and fifteen cents a piece. Yeah, it means that they they divvied up uh, three point six nine eight uh, mm -hmm. million dollars. Yeah. So I did the math. Just nice. now. Good. You, you, I, I heard you opening your calculator on your computer. <laughs> I, I, I heard it. Um, so, yeah. So, if you filled that out, you're going to get $2.15 back. And it's, I don't, it's, it should be more. It should be, it should definitely be more, but whatever. We're going to move on. It should be more, but hey, checks in the mail. Exactly. Well, actually, I think it's just like a credit or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they do Take it. It $2 might be and fifteen cents off your next Google Plus purchase. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about uh, this Apple planning to scan U.S. iPhones for child abuse imagery. Ah, this is a, a small story here that nobody cares about, right? Oh yeah, very minor issue. Not yeah. really anything remarkable when it yeah. when it comes down to it. Yeah. Right. No bigger right. issues here. Yeah. So what what's up with this, Aroa? You're I believe you're the one. You are Connor. Uh, I am the one. I am the one who brought this up. Um the article after that um kind of brings up more of the issues with it. But uh first, what the fuck is it? Um so Apple, uh, you know, the the privacy uh abiding side of the the two-party system that we have in terms of which phone you choose um, has decided to uh, invade your privacy uh, by scanning all the photos in your photo library 
uh, for known child abuse imagery. Uh, so the way that this works is that they will hash the uh, photos um, and then try to match those hashes to the hashes of known child abuse photos. Uh, now, uh, these are not standard like MD5 or, or SHA hashes where uh, any minor change to the file will create a completely different hash. These are called, uh, uh, it says that the Apple system is neural match, um, but these are some other type of hash that's specifically made for this purpose um, where it is a fuzzy match, uh, which essentially means that the file can be changed in certain ways and it still matches. Uh, YouTube does the same thing to do content ID matches. That's why you can uh, pitch down a song or uh, you can add like visual noise to a video and it will still match your content to something that's in the content ID system. Uh, they're doing very much the same thing here. Of course, Apple is using on-device machine learning to do all of these checks. So their reasoning is, well, it, we're not like uploading your, your photos to the cloud unwillingly and then scanning them with AI and all this. Uh, they're just kind of, you know, scanning them. You're comparing your, your files to a, a known list of bad files, uh, almost like how a virus scan works. And that's fine, right? Totally fine. Definitely never been any false positives in malware scanning. Definitely never false positives in anything where AI is concerned. Uh, nothing could possibly go wrong here, especially considering if you get a file marked, then that file does get uploaded to Apple where somebody reviews it and then determines whether or not it is actually uh, child abuse imagery. Um, so, yeah. So what you're saying is that this could be a bad thing. Uh, just <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so like, like I said, uh, false positives are uh, definitely uh, the most prominent uh, concern. Yeah. It's not enough uh, to win when it happens. Yeah. Uh, by virtue of millions upon millions of customers having thousands upon thousands of photos in their individual photo libraries, eventually there's going to be a false positive match, which means that somebody's going to see you or some other woman uh, that that you knows tits. Um, someone at Apple is just, they're going to see that because oh, of yeah. this. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, um, that it like the 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 stupid way that this is doing um that it's doing what it's doing means like there's inevitably going to be a match that means that that someone's going to look at at your your nudes um and like that in and of itself is worrying um and gross and also we we don't know like who is doing the reviewing are they unscrupulous individuals who would potentially take those photos and sell them elsewhere uh it's i mean it's a incredibly slim chance but it could even be somebody that you know like it it, it could happen could um and i'm just going to say here then, yeah. um i think that my nudes would not be gross. Did, did I say anything about them <laughs> you being said, gross? You, you said that it would be that them looking at your nudes would be gross or something like that. Well, well, I, I, it, it's the like idea, not the nudes themselves. Oh, yeah, okay, it's just okay. The idea of someone looking at at sensitive images 
that were either taken by you or given to you and only you yeah like that that on its own is kind of a a, just a, a bad feeling maybe not necessarily like a big deal at the end of the day but it's gross um but there's also the problem of like so how far does this go uh if it's a company owned device does apple notify your company and if they do like then say your your phone gets seized or something because apple matched a photo on your device to known child abuse imagery and then they take it and then it turns out no it's just the chick that you're cheating on your wife with not nothing nothing major here um that's fucked up uh because that kind of really hits your reputation um potentially causes other issues that really would have never come up if apple wasn't invading your privacy uh so you know that's not good um like there, there's often the the excuse of like well if i have nothing to hide then what do i care about privacy these, these are the situations that can come up and and why you need to to push for privacy and in, in every situation because eventually there is going to be something that that hurts you yeah and this could be it um i the the uh, a less likely thing uh they mentioned collision attacks um so this was uh something that happened with md5 a long time ago something that google has uh shown proof that it can happen with sha1 uh which is a hash collision um whereby someone deliberately creates a file that has the same hash which is just a a numerical identifier uh it's the same hash as another file uh so that whenever it does the scan it thinks that both of those files are the same even though they're not uh it is entirely possible that somebody could make a make an image that deliberately matches child abuse imagery uh in terms of its computed hash but it isn't of child abuse imagery then sends that phone to someone or sends that that image to someone so that it can then be scanned by apple and then they can be turned into the authorities on the assumption that it's that it's abuse imagery uh it's not something that i i think is really a major risk to most individuals but it is something that could happen um against a targeted individual like say a political leader or even even somebody like a journalist uh anything that can that can kind of ddos your life in some way uh can be a big problem yeah like okay i i like there's two sides of this right like apple is definitely they want it try to do something to, you know, curtail child abuse. Um, but I don't think this is the way to go about it. I don't think this is the right way. Uh, like, invading people's privacy is not, not the best thing. Uh, I do have a friend who used to work for Apple, though. Uh, he was a genius, so he was customer service. And... Uh, he worked at the Apple store and I guess like, you know, he'd get a new phone or like somebody would get a new phone and they'd be like, Hey, I want you to, can you help me transfer these, like all my stuff from one phone to the other? And so he's like, yeah, whatever. And so, you know, they would plug it in to their specialized system and it would like show the photos as they were getting transferred over. And so, I don't know. Um, it was it was it was very quick, but it was it would actually show each individual photo as it was getting transferred over. And I think why is because uh, many he said at least a couple times a month, like there would be child abuse imagery 
on the phone. <laughs> and so, like, you know, he would be transferring all the data over. He'd be like, yeah, it's going to take take an hour or so. So, you know, go out, whatever, and we'll we'll call you when it's done. And so the person would leave. They would, you know, start transferring the stuff over. If they saw that, then they would call the police. The police would show up. They'd be like, and apparently they fucking did this all the time. So they were probably like, like, hey, Dale, uh, can you come down here? <laughs> um, and so the, the police officer would come down. And then they would call the guy and be like, oh, yeah, we got your phone ready. You can come down and grab it. And then that person would show up and get arrested. <laughs> like, huh. and, and I was talking to him like, why, why are criminals so stupid? Like, first off, don't have those types of photos and or videos or whatever. And secondly, don't give that, don't give that to somebody else to work with. <laughs> like, that's not something, there was a, there was a professional wrestler. Uh, he was, he was so uh, low that I don't even know his name, like you know, like an indie guy. And he got in trouble for uploading child imagery to, uh, to fucking Google Drive. He was putting it on, he was uploading it to Google Photos. Well. Dumbasses. And, and, and uh, similarly, uh, uh, or, uh, Apple has said that uh, they will also be scanning iCloud photos. Yeah. Uh, in this same way. And, yeah. uh, like that is even more dangerous because they're not just doing the hashing thing for those. They are going to be using AI to scan the actual contents of the photos to match them to possible problematic materials, which, um, also leans into, uh, the next potential issue of this whole thing being misused by authoritarian governments because yeah. there's really nothing stopping a government from pre from not even pressing Apple to scan for for content that the government just doesn't like since Apple is using a database that is provided by the government um the government could easily just put hashes in there of say known uh terrorist groups um known uh protest groups uh any any imagery associated with those people into this database so that the authorities would be notified in the case of those things coming up um which is scary uh and what's even scarier and what makes me think maybe it's time to move to uh using signal for all my messaging uh is the potential that they move this into the iMessage platform. Yeah. So iMessage that. being being Apple's big Telegram style messaging app uh that's built into every iPhone, obviously, and iPad and uh Mac OS device. Um there's nothing keeping them from scanning text uh that could potentially be problematic uh and like that gets into a whole other fucking territory because you could easily just be like saying something that yeah maybe is a little risky maybe is a little gross crass disgusting but at the same time isn't illegal uh and then you have apple apple more or less uh spying on you in in what you are conversing uh about and that's not not okay no that's okay this is th this is why privacy is an important thing and why like yeah sometimes i defend uh groups who want to keep the government from being able to enforce laws on people who do bad things but it's because allowing them to do that in certain cases sets precedent that causes things like this to happen yeah uh Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, <laughs> you can donate to my Patreon. And you don't have uh, a Patreon. I'll see you all next... I did. 
got got did removed you? because I didn't actually do anything with it. Oh, interesting. Did did anybody ever subscribe to you? No, no, silly. You know what pisses no one me watches off? Watches me. Spoonie still has like five hundred dollars a month on Patreon. I, you know, those people, the people who are still giving him money, are probably those people that those stupid like those ads for the like. I've got too many bills. I don't even know what I pay every month. It's those people, the people who actually have that problem. They're the ones giving him money. That I, ones... I just think of people who forgot. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so, somehow you're just throwing so much money at Patreon and other random shit. You don't even know where your money is going. And you've just been giving it to some sad piece of shit living in a closet somewhere. And, and you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we are going to move on to the next story, which is uh, Activision's getting sued. Activision Blizzard again. is getting sued again. Well, I mean, I assume they're always in just a, a constant state of getting sued, but uh, well, they're getting shared. This, uh, this is a double whammy. <laughs> yeah, getting sued by their shareholders for withholding harassment information. Uh, says that false misleading statements led to artificially inflated stock. So, basically, their argument is, but we don't have as much money as you said we had. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so it was it was because uh, Activision Blizzard knew about the sexual harassment claims. Uh, that were that were happening behind the scenes and the overall culture of uh, sexism and discrimination. Um, and they did not say anything about that to shareholders or or that there was even a uh, an investigation going on against the company. Um, and the the shareholders are essentially suing Blizzard because of that because this is inevitably going to kill their profitability at least in the short term and the investors are saying they wouldn't have invested if they would have known that uh activision blizzard was a piece of shit company which um that's a bunch of bullshit every company is a big piece of shit and you would throw money at it anyway as long as it was going to be profitable yeah exactly yeah that's not the yeah profitable their argument isn't like oh we don't the, the sexual harassment was bad if we knew about the sexual, it's uh, it fell six percent when these claims came to light, and if we knew it was gonna fall, we wanted to bought into it. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, theor- theoretically, they would have looked at that at the sexual harassment thing and been like, "Yeah, stock's probably gonna fall," uh, but you should like. Take the take the L basically is what should happen, because <laughs> um, it did. It says here the shareholders are entitled to monetary damages based on their overpayment. The suit says Activision Blizzard stock fell over six percent on July twenty seventh, the day after the lawsuit's existence was publicly revealed. Since then, the stock has fallen an additional five percent based on Tuesday's closing price of seventy nine dollars and eighty three cents. Um, you know, it might go back up. <laughs> it will. It will. That's the thing. You I, wait I for it to drop. I guarantee fucking to you that all of this will pass, and within a year, Activision will be right back to where they were before, just with different people leading Blizzard. If not better, it it well, and what I mean by if not better, the stock might be doing better at that point too. Oh yeah, I I mean that like the company will be in the same like financial state of growth because everything is infinite growth because capitalism. I'm looking it up right now. Um, we are going to take a look at Activision Blizzard. It was at 79.83 according to this. Oh, now it's at 82.25. Oh, look at that. Huh. <laughs> Pro- huh. Probably because J. Allen Brack stepped down, and then Activision was like, "Here, we're gonna have these two people be the the co-leaders of Blizzard, 
To and be fair, now to be fair, be a big difference. That that was just up, you know, from the last few days. But in the last month, it is still down eleven dollars and eighty three cents. But yeah, it's it's gonna go back up. Like it's yep. it went up to three percent, two point two point six three percent uh on Friday. So I'm not I'm not really worried about the the profitability of Activision Blizzard. I think that they're gonna I think they're gonna be just fine. Uh and the shareholders, I don't really give a shit about them either. Like they're Yeah, no. They're buying into a a multi-billion dollar company. You know there's going to be issues, uh, especially with everything that's been happening lately with the Me Too movement and um, all of that still going on where people are just, you know, getting the courage to actually come out and talk about the way that they're treated at companies. So, yes, this is going to happen. I don't know how the court's going to rule, but uh, they did withhold the information. So I, even though I don't care about the stockholders, I do think that legally they're probably on the right side of the information there. No, they are. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I still don't give a shit if they win. <laughs> I kind of want, want the judge to like be like, yeah, you win. Uh, you get a settlement of $1. Because <laughs> I don't give a shit. <clears throat> Go but fuck that's, yourself. That's what I would do. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're we're done for the day. We're gonna we're gonna be back next week. I want to thank you for being here for half the time, Connor. I was gonna say this is a really fast podcast, but I guess I missed some shit. Yeah, like yeah, half you, an hour. You, were, you weren't here, but it's okay because we didn't really say anything. Yeah. yeah. Quick, tell me what I missed. Film, film me in. Yeah, listen oh, to the uh, podcast. So this Quick week, recap. I played a video game. Uh, Thank you right. for watching or listening. Thank you for being here, Aroa. I was, I was here. And we will be back next week talking about more stuff. Hopefully, less lawsuits and less and all uh, that sexual harassment, less uh, sexual less, harassment, uh, child abuse. Uh, yeah. We can't say the P word, uh, so you know. Yeah, we're there. There, Apple's gonna find the algorithm and then beat us. That's what they're gonna do. Um, but and I'm your host Nathan Reed Spruth. I'll be back next week hosting this, and hopefully both the people who are normally here will actually be on time. But thank you for listening. Goodbye. Hopefully Nathan Bye. doesn't die from the the lambda or whatever he has. Lambda COVID. <laughs>